Hey, welcome back to this late episode of the Infamous Podcast, episode 308. Baby? Baby! <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Brian. This is Daryl. We're in the room together. It's it's weird, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. He, pull, he pulls up and all my neighbors are like looking out their windows like, what's going on here? <laughs> and then you hear the the blast of a dog a, a dog horn or a dog bark I should yeah. say. She well so the 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 window was up so it was just the screen mm-hmm. otherwise she'd be smacking at the window. She does not smack at the screen so I, I appreciate oh, she's pretty that smart. For her. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, all right, so this week we are um we've got a bunch of news bites, a lot of fun news bites and and a really good conversation we're going to have around uh copyright. Um, because copyright laws matter, Daryl. Mm-hmm. And then um, we are going to... all copyright laws matter, or do Marvel copyright laws matter? All. There so you uh, you'll be surprised by my take on this. Anyway, um, and then we are going to get into the 2021 Cincinnati Comic Expo a little bit. Daryl did not go, but I did. And uh, we're going to talk about that and some of the artists and, and people that I met that we're hopefully going to get lined up for interviews oh, that'd be at awesome. some point in the next few weeks and months. And then we have our requisite heels review. <laughs> it's coming up on the end. I know. I, I don't know when it ends. I think so. We're, we're actually so this is late. We're recording on Sunday. So we're recording about well, almost 12 hours after it would have normally gone live. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um. Yeah, I, I don't know it. Like, I I think next week is the last episode. Okay. So, but I mean, I, I guess we will we will have to find out later. Yeah. But I, uh, I just yeah. want to know so you so you can use yeah. your fav- one of your favorite words. Penultimate. Oh yeah. So, I do love that word. It's just fun <laughs> to say. So, and it's really just a flex to show I'm not monosyllabic. <laughs> Anyway, uh, all right. So let's uh, let's hop into the first story. Uh, Owen Hart is uh, in the news this past week because of AEW. Actually, um, they are going to do a uh, a tournament in his honor. Uh, they're going to celebrate his legacy thanks to his wife Martha. Martha, Martha. who hates. Vince McMahon. Yeah. So if you haven't watched the Dark Side of the Ring um, about Owen Hart uh, on Vice, it's the only it's the only thing Vice does that's worthwhile mm-hmm. is the Dark Side of the Ring uh, series, docu series. It's well worth watching. Owen Hart died in the nineties. I actually watched. I was. We were watching. We saw was, him fall. See, I didn't see that part, but I was so, watching that pay per view. Yeah. And I, I was like, something's going on. I remember because, yeah. you know, just how they kind of, because, you know, it was right before the match and you, you could tell there was something going on yeah. by the crowd. And I'm thinking, and then I don't think it was, did they, I don't think they mentioned it during, I can't remember that much if they mentioned like, you know, what happened, but I, I, I was absolutely watching. That was yeah. when I used to watch all the paper. Well, yep. it wasn't like. 30 pay-per-views a year either so yeah but so AEW is gonna do a uh it's gonna be called the king of hearts tournament or um or the uh, i think it'll also be called the owen hart cup but mm-hmm. like the king of hearts um and then they're gonna win a trophy called the owen um <clears throat> and we can get into that for a second but they're also going to um he's gonna be a playable character in the AEW game he's uh 
They're going to have merchandise. They're going to do an Owen Hart action figure. So I'm stoked. <laughs> I, I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed Owen Hart uh, as a wrestler because that was kind of in my formative years of mm-hmm. like, you know, <clears throat> like 11 to 16 when you are really into wrestling if you're right. into wrestling yeah. or like some people never get out of being into wrestling. But I really, really enjoyed Owen. Um, Brett is my favorite, like one of my favorites. I mean, Jericho is my favorite of all time at this point. But mm-hmm. like Brett, I love Brett and I love Sean. But I loved to hate Owen because he was such a great heel. But yeah. I love the way Owen worked. Mm-hmm. He was the first like big quote air quotes, um, big high flyer, and it Blue was blazer, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, this is just really, really cool. Um, you know. AEW has just been killing it lately. And it's funny, though, because this was not met with, like, universal love. There are people online who are like, this is stupid. This is pandering. He was a WWE guy his whole career. How dare they? How dare they? You know. How dare you? You know, and and it's like, um, well, one, If he was a WWE guy his whole career, WWE should have treated his wife a little bit better in the accidental death. Point. 100%. Yes. Um, two, WWE should not have tried to smear her and, you know, make it look like she was crazy and, and all of the stuff they did, you know, to protect his legacy. And three, when she said, no, I don't want him in your Hall of Fame, you killed him, which... It was an accident. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing. There was no. There, there was no mal intent there. It was. It was. It was an, yeah. It, it happened. It, it, at, at the very most, it was negligence, mm-hmm. right? And if you watch the dark side of the ring, you'll see it was most likely negligence. But, uh, but yeah, it's like no. He he might have been a, he might have been a WWE employee, but they were not. They were not a. They were not in the in the in the business of being fans of Owen Hart. And, mm-hmm. and and taking care of Owen Hart's family like they should, yeah. In this, in that sense, they are more of a corporation, where you look at, you know, the cost based analysis. They don't look. That's this has been my problem with the WWE for a while. Not just the product, but how it seems like Vince and all they look at their wrestlers as employees in the sense of instead of like AEW, it seems. And again, because I'm yeah, I'm on an AEW kick. So they're only employees when they want to go work somewhere else yeah. and do other things and maybe have some input on their character. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, they're independent contractors. They're like, no, they're responsible for their own thing, but they're exclusive. Like you know, they're 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 independent contractors who sign exclusive deals, mm-hmm. and you know, that doesn't. I, I, I'm surprised more of them aren't like, I, I don't want an exclusive deal. Like, I want to work for you, but I want to work with New Japan. I want to work with ADW. I want to work mm-hmm. with Impact. You know, I want to be able to do indie shows at some high school for 400 people. Like, people, they, like, they, they, they enjoy doing that. That's why they wrestle. And you have guys, like, you look at, like, <clears throat> Ruby Soho, for example, the former Ruby Riot. She's been great in AEW. Now, it's been four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Three weeks. But in three weeks, she has done more and gotten more over than she did because she wasn't allowed to do that in WWE because she doesn't have the the 
look that they're going for, mm-hmm. right? So, but I mean, that's beside the point. We can get into that another time. But um, the exciting thing is just Owen is finally going to be celebrated by a professional wrestling company. And it makes me happy. Yeah. I, again, I like it. I don't get why people are, well, I take that back. I do get it because people always find something to complain about. Sure. So instead of saying, oh, this is cool that this guy is finally getting his due and getting put up in the spot where he should be, you know, they're making something like WWE owned him. Right. Yeah. No. 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 So I, I good on AEW for doing this. I know they said the, you know, the details of everything are still, yeah, they're to be still decided, being worked but, out. But yeah, you know, I do like this, the fact that they're going to have him in the game, which I haven't gotten a wrestling game, but I'm absolutely probably going to get that AEW game. Yeah, it's the same person who did the um, WCW. Um, no, wait, which one was it? It was the guy who did the best one that was on the N64. Okay. Um, I forget the game. I have it somewhere in here. But anyway, um, so speaking of ex-wives, <laughs> uh, Marsha, Marcia, I think it's Marsha, right? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Uh, Lucas had some not too nice things to say about uh, the sequel trilogy uh, that came out in a, in a book that was recent re- recently released. <coughs> Anyway, um, she says that, you know, JJ and Kathleen just didn't get it. I mean, have we seen the the Disney trilogy? They don't get it. And, yeah, I, I can't remember how, like, I, I don't know if I came across this on Bounding or, like, saw some, no, I think somebody posted a video of this, like, one of the channel, mini channels. A- As was the first one, I think. The Heel yeah. versus Babyface was yeah. the first channel that I saw post anything about it. And I went directly to the Variety article mm-hmm. before I listened to any of, you know, kind of the guys we like to listen to. Because they definitely, there's definitely they have a, slants. There's a bias. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 I think it's worse than the way they put it just because like she and George are not on good terms. Mm-hmm. And so if she's coming out and being like, look, they didn't understand his vision. And she, she was a part of the Oscar winning editorial editing team for star Wars empire and Jedi. Oh, I didn't know that. Like she's, she is, she's got her star Wars bona fides and there's a lot of people and, and it's in the variety article as well. And it's in the book. There's people who say, like, you know, she she's responsible for some of it. And she rightfully is like, no, no, I'm not. This was George's idea. I was just there sometimes to tell him no, mm-hmm. which is what George needs yes. more than anything, more than anybody. Yes. He, uh, he needed that yeah. in the prequel trilogy, too, as well. Somebody. Well, that was the problem. He was with Rick Beeman from um, who was a Star Trek guy who just refused to tell him no about anything. He was just a guest man. He was, a, you know. Thing with the wrestling, he was the Bruce Pritchard to Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, and 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 we all need that sometimes, especially people that are, you know, because again, with creative properties, you can, you know, you can get on your creative train and just keep going. And somebody like Lucas, you need to be reined in sometimes. That's why editors are needed from books or. You know, well, well, you know, when we see movies and they, you, know, you see some of the things that are left on the chopping block, more often than not, it needed to be left on the chopping block. I've never seen a cut scene and said, like, not not even just a deleted scene, but like a cut scene, right? Mm-hmm. Like one that was like one of those 
cutting room floor things that they filmed and they just didn't use. That's not a deleted scene. That's a that's a cut scene. I've never ever seen one that I thought you know that needed to be in there. Oh, absolutely, I have. Uh, really, Batman v Superman is a perfect example. I know you don't like that at all, like that movie at all. Wait, did they actually cut anything from that oh, movie? Absolutely. Because oh. it seems like it yeah, was they cut like... like thirty minutes. Now, now don't don't get me wrong. Some of it was absolutely like it's not needed, <clears throat> but there was stuff that they cut that made that. When they cut it, and it was it was major plot holes in the theatrical version that okay. were taken away when you actually added those scenes back in. Now, are you talking about like the like the extended cut of that? Yeah. So, so I I feel like that's different because that was a cut that was already made, mm-hmm. and they deleted and pared down. I'm talking about things where they film it, and it never even makes it to the edit. Right, they're like they just decided they weren't going to use it at all. Oh, okay. So okay. that's different. That's yeah, a different. I, and, okay. and that's where that's where having that like you know, like the voice mo- of reason. Yeah, that, I mean that's where like most of like the cl- the attack of the clones right mm-hmm. <laughs> needed someone like hey let's not do it this way let's you know let's leave this scene behind and let's try this again with a different way. Um. But yeah, it's it, it's it's really interesting. Um, it's funny. I hadn't thought about like Mar- Marsha Lewis and Lucas. I keep Marcia, saying Marcia, Lucas, Marcia. right? Other than that, uh, but yeah, she she was just not not feeling what Kathleen did, and and you know she kind of. I I don't want to say she threw shade at Kathleen Kennedy, but like, it was a very backhanded compliment. <laughs> Because she was like, oh, yeah, Kathy's great. I, we loved Frank, her husband. We loved them both. and They just then, don't get it. <laughs> they just don't get it. And so, um, I mean, J.J. doesn't get it because J.J. doesn't understand anything other than what can J.J. destroy. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, you 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 look at him, and, and he's indicative. I think we're going to look back at this era of storytelling, which is – really led by J.J. Abrams in a lot of ways because of his production companies. Mm-hmm. We're going to look back at this and be like, look, these people just did not get how to tell a story. These people did not get how to to take on a property that they didn't make up themselves because all they would do is destroy it mm-hmm. and not, not add anything to it. They just took away the things that people liked and then tried to add the things that they thought that they liked, not that they thought that you would like. Yeah. And it, it kind of actually reminds me, uh, puts me in mind of what something that Eric July said, I think it was last week, where he mentioned, and again, this is about creativity. You know, a lot of people say creativity is having no restraint or anything like Mm-mm. that. And he and he mentioned, you know, what one of the heights of creativity is having those guardrails that you have to work within and still creating a compelling story. You know, he's talking about canon is in comics or what have you. Instead of saying, okay, you know what? This is the creativity I'm going to do. I'm going right. to gender swap. I'm going to race swap. Right. That's my creativity. Yeah, that's not that's not creative. That, that's, I'm going to put myself into this story. Yes. So, um, like, your boy Zach had a great video. Um, it was a, about a tweet that Vita Ayala did. Uh, talking about how, like, you know, uh, comic book people don't make a lot of money and all of this and all that. They, they live, like, paycheck to paycheck or project to project. It's like, yeah, because your stuff sucks. You, you you took a book, like you know you 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 like let's stick with Star Wars. You took a movie that made what two billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? 
The next movie, you made half of that. The max next movie, you made less. You know, you didn't. They didn't half it again, but they made less mm-hmm. with more expensive expensive ticket prices, right? Um, both times, and, and so it's like you 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 don't you you're not you're not understanding here about what you're doing wrong, and you know people have tried to tell you, but you don't listen, and then when someone disagrees with you about something instead of saying oh you know what? i'm a creative person let me like look at that and like look back at what i've what i did and and see how that works no they in, in, instantly start calling you names yeah and again i i get it being a creative and writing something and somebody's not liking it yeah that that is a blow but you know what if you're a professional you're you're supposed to be a professional you're getting paid a lot of money to do this learn to take criticism because criticism is one of the only ways you're going to get better at what you right. do no matter what it is I, i'm a professional designer mm-hmm. my my favorite part of the design is when i hand it off to somebody to give me feedback mm-hmm. because they're inevitably going to be like hey did you think of this no i didn't let's explore that and yes. that's how i make better products when i was a professional journalist brian this the, the sentence doesn't make any sense mm-hmm Okay, let me review it. Or better yet, oh, I take this out. Oh, it changes. Everything makes sense now. You know, we're, we're semi-amateur podcasters. Like, when we get feedback, we, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, this whatever, anything. Like, you, well, I'm a big sports guy, for example. Yeah. And you, you don't think Tom Brady doesn't get, you know, feedback from his coaches? Oh, no, he's the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. Or how good you are, right. you need that right. one to stay sharp and two mm-hmm. to improve. Right, because there's no one out out there that, without feedback, they're going to continue to get better. That is just not because, like you said just now, there are things I don't care how detailed you are. There are things you don't think about right when you're doing a story or when you're doing a project. It, it just happens because you're human. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I do like how she said, "Hey, you know what? Give me a call." Like that was one of our. Yeah, she's like, just give me a call and I'll yeah. be happy. Like, and the thing is, is, like, this was done in an interview for a book that's been out for a little while, mm-hmm. and she's not out there airing dirty laundry. She's not out here like you know, being like, "Hey, dummy," you know. She just yeah. gave her honest opinion in a in an interview, and you know, if if these people were smart, they would reach out to her. Mm-hmm. If these people were smart, they would say, "You know what? I'm not the right person for this job," mm-hmm. but it's ego. A yeah. lot of it. Right. it. It's I would look at, hey, like you just mentioned, hey, The Force Awakens made all this money, and then the next one after that got cut in half. There, Regardless of if I think it's great or not, obviously something's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Why don't we explore what the people are saying? Right. And, and here's the thing, is I saw, so I go to the movies opening night, mm-hmm. typically on my own, because I don't I really prefer to see movies by myself anyway um but then i would go back with the family and in the case of uh what was it, the last jedi uh or no i'm sorry like the rise of skywalker like i went to see it like i bought three nights of tickets before the movie even came out mm-hmm. went to see it by myself went to see it with me and the kid the next night went to see it with me the kid and the wife the next morning you know mm-hmm. and and it's like great you know i i was in for you know, a couple hundred bucks at that point. Not a couple hundred, but like what? Like 50 bucks, 60 mm-hmm. bucks at that point. And it's like, okay, you know, this movie's gotten all the money it's going to get for me. 
course, then I bought it because, you know, completionist. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. But like, you know, I did that. I did that for, actually, I went, I went back and saw The Force Awakens by myself, like after seeing it with everybody, like a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I, I genu- genuinely enjoy that movie. Yeah. Um, I do too. I don't like the end of the movie, but like, that's just because yeah. again they made wrong choices in my opinion um i think in a lot of people's opinions but the last jedi like i i left that and i was like what i didn't i didn't i didn't quite i didn't know what i thought about it until i saw it again and i think that's where i was too where i i saw it in the movie theaters mm-hmm. and again looks pretty i love the look of it for the most part uh but and I was like, it's a, it's a fine movie, and then when it came on, vi- on video or whatever, I I can't remember if I bought it or not. But I watched it again when it came on streaming. Yeah, and I'm like, it was almost like <laughs> X3 for me. Oh god! So I went to see, go. I didn't like X3. I almost walked out of X3, <laughs> and you know why? Yeah. So, so I went to go see X3 with my dad. That was like probably like the last movie me and him went to go see together. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, he. Like, you yeah. know, they haven't gone to see movies in a while. Um, yeah, but... your, your dad wised up and was like, I'm yeah. not dealing with this pop culture <laughs> shit anymore. I've had enough. So I went to we went to go see that. And I remember I got it on DVD. And I remember I, I told you, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get this on Blu-ray. And you were like, what are you talking about? I, I think I said, are, are they paying you to take it? <laughs> Because that's typical. That's my typical response yeah. to, to shitty movies being purchased. And, and then I thought about, I was like, maybe he's right. Let me check. Let me check out my DVD copy. And I watched it. And I, I think I told you, I was like, I have no idea how I thought this was a good movie. <laughs> I remember that. And it's the same with Last Jedi in the sense, yes, there were parts of it I did like Last yeah. Jedi. I mean, there were there were good parts. I liked in. everything with Ray and Kylo. Yes, everything absolutely. with Ray and Kylo I like. Yeah, everything else, no, thank you. Yeah. Hard pass. And that's what happened where I watched it again and I said, wow. I. That's why I try not to – that's why it's difficult for me to like make a determination with movies, especially movies with a spectacle. Like I told you, I yeah. went to go see Shang-Chi. Yeah. Or Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I, I, I liked it. I Any still name Sean in the movie? Yes. Yeah, Shang-Chi. <laughs> so. I, I liked it, but I need to – it's one of those I need to see again – to make sure to determine like where it falls. Suicide Squad was an example. The first one. Yeah. I, I thought it was fine and then I saw it again and I'm like and it's one of those movies the more I saw, the more I think about. Just like Last Jedi, the less I like it. So but again, going back to that, you need people to tell you. Yes. And you need to learn learn how to listen. Yep. You need to some take your ego out, take your feelings out, and think about it from a rational, logical standpoint and say, okay. Yes, I made this. I put my heart into this for these reasons. But guess what? A lot of people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Let me find out why. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of people who who don't listen and, and don't understand reason, um, <clears throat> Marvel Comics uh, is in, in some hot water right now because the copyright uh, for Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, um, who else? Uh, I didn't have it on. It was like, I, well, there's two different things where because it was this Ditko one, and then there was the article about 
Marvel's countersuit, which included like the Iron Man. Oh yeah, Iron Man. That was the other one. Yeah. So th- there's a bunch of there's just a bunch of copyrights that are are coming due, um, just due to the nature of U.S. copyright law. The bill comes due. Uh, <laughs> um, oh Falcon. That was the other one. Not okay. Black Falcon, just Falcon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that. I love that he corrected that little shithead. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, the estates, essentially. Wonder Man as well. Oh, Wonder, oh nobody cares about Wonder Man. Um, I actually like Wonder Man. Back no, nobody cares about Wonder Man. <laughs> you can go stand in the corner and cry. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the big ones are, are Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and Spider-Man because of Ditko. Um, his son is suing to have the copyright revert back to them, uh, to the family and Marvel has filed a countersuit, which they have to, they have to like that. You cannot look at Marvel and be like, Oh, they're so evil. No, for you have this. to, from a business standpoint, it's absolutely from, the, they, they the, have to the, do this. the way you go. So, um, so the Siegel and Schuster family did this a couple years ago with Superman mm-hmm. and they, uh, they lost. It's the same lawyer representing all five families in this instance. Mm-hmm. All five families. Um, <laughs> do you think they would sit around a picnic table and drink Corona, and whoever grabs the chicken first is like, "You gotta, you gotta give the dep- first deposition." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but so so it's it's more important for Spider Man and Doctor Strange because they're so tied into what's happening with Marvel right now, uh, and if they lose those characters in the MCU. It's they they lose access to um, characters, or well they let me rephrase this. Let me so they lose access to the 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 initial introduction of Spider Man and Amazing uh, Amazing Fantasies fifteen. Mm-hmm. So they lose the name Spider Man. They lose Peter Parker. They lose Betty Brandt. They lose Flash Thompson. They lose like there's a lot. They mm-hmm. they lose a lot there. Uh, with web Dr. slingers, Sh- right? As well, the web, yeah, the web shooters, the costume, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and then with Strange Tales Volume One, Number Ten, they lose Doctor Strange. With Doctor Strange, they lose a lot because they lose Doctor Strange, they lose Wong, they lose the Ancient One, they use the Eye Agamo- they lose the Eye of Agamotto, um, and they lose the costume, mm-hmm. which. I mean, Spider Man's costume is pretty iconic. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, I mean, he's the. I'd say the third most recognizable superhero on the planet. Oh yeah, Doctor Strange's costume has not changed a whole lot since then, and it's pretty iconic for that character to know who he is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I'm not sure. I mean, so like for example, like with Superman, like you saw DC started making changes to the Superman character. Like mm-hmm. they were changing the costume, they were changing some of the power set. Um, they've introduced John Jonathan Kent as Superman now because th- that lawsuit is still like is back up again because once it hits a certain spot, like I think like every five years they can the I guess the people who are deemed the copyright originators are able to seek termination from the copyright holder. Mm-hmm. So the problem with this, and this is where I'm 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 looking at just the nature of the law is I kind of got aside with Marvel and DC on this just a little bit because these people all worked for Marvel and DC at the time. Yes, they were independent contractors, but they had contracts. And like, if I make something for Kroger, 
I don't own that. <laughs> I can't turn around and be like, well, you owe me. It made a billion dollars. You owe me 70% of that. No. And, 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 you know, the 40s were a different time. The 30s were a different time. So, like, it's not like you could just go on the internet and make your own stuff. If you're a creator today <laughs> and you're giving your best work to Marvel and DC, you are stupid. Mm. You are you are you yeah. are galactically stupid, and you you have no room to complain about any of this. If you are not also doing independent, if you sign if you sign an exclusive contract with one of these two companies, you're a moron. You you should be doing your own independent stuff on the side. You should be just taking and writing the best stories that you can with the characters that they give you. Don't add anything to it. Just write, like, you I mean you can add to it, but don't add new characters. Don't add, like, a cool-ass character that you could use in something of your own mm -hmm. down the line. Because that's how, that's how these things happen. Like, people forget, like, oh, well, Batman. Like, Bob, Bob Kane and uh, Gil. Just slipped my mind. Anyway, um, but the guys who created Batman, like, you know, they're not seeing any of, you know, I mean... They don't see any of that, uh, but but it's like great. It, Batman Batman took a little while to build steam. Superman took a little while to build steam, but once it did, it, it started rolling. Do that with your own stuff. You, we're we're at an at a point now, and and we'll get to this when we talk about the Space Comic Expo. We're at a point now where like access to fans and access to people who are looking for what you sell, what you want to is at an all time high. It's never been it's there's never been a time in human history where communication was so easy yet so very hard. <laughs> yeah. With this, I see what you're saying in the sense of it's I think an intellectual property like this is a little different, but I don't know and again I'll admit this. I don't know if it, that's because of me knowing how they have treated and I might be biased towards them in the sense of because of the stuff of how they've treated creators in the past, that might be coloring my kind of like take on this. But to your point, and this is where where I said like, what do, what would this lead to? Re regardless of what is the precedent this is set, you know, going forward. And my big thing was, you know, talking about what you just said is driving more creators toward independence. And mm -hmm. absolutely, you look at some of the Indiegogo stuff and. Some of the you know the crowdfunded things that people are doing, and how Substack is taking off with all these writers and artists. There is no way, based on one, how Marvel treats how it seems Marvel has treated their you know creators in the past, as well as you know the bastardization of some of these creations they're doing in the comics overall. There is literally no way. I would do, be having an exclusivity deal with Marvel. Absolutely. I mean, no in way. The, in the last month alone, I've backed uh, Aaron Lepresti's Wraith of God, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, Ark of Athena by where'd it go? Uh, Eric uh, Canty. Oh, that looks. Dude, this looks book looks amazing. Uh, Ark of Athena, uh, and it's A R C A R C Athena. I, I think it's pronounced Ark of Athena, but anyway, it looked really good. I like it. They're both on Indiegogo right now. Um, you can check those out, but I'll, I'll, I'll message okay. to you later. Anyway, um, but yeah, so it, it, it's this sort of thing. And uh, actually, let me take out this piece of paper. Here. 
Um, okay, so let's hop to the next thing is the Comic Expo, right? Right. So we're, we're just going to do a, a quick pivot here. Um, pivot? Pivot? <laughs> What's that from? Oh, uh, Friends. Friends. That's right. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So I went to the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Haley and I went Friday night. I went on Saturday by myself. Um, well, with my buddy Kevin. Uh, but... You know, I, I always use comic book conventions as an opportunity to try and meet indie creators. Um, and I succeeded this year. And and on both Friday and Saturday, I was able to have some pretty decent conversations with, with a couple of them, uh, which which I thought was pretty, pretty great. And it's like one of the cool things about – it's actually the only thing I like about going to comic book conventions. Mm-hmm. I don't really like going to comic book conventions. Um but the first one was uh, this woman. Her name is K. Lynn, like K. Lynn Smith, uh, and she had a book called "For Goodness' Sake," which really resonated with Haley. It's the story of this guy who's part demon, and like the way people act towards him is kind of depends on like how demony he looks um, or not. Uh, it's really really cool, and she was like describing it to us and everything. Um, and then as Haley was reading through it, like I noticed there was a picture of him kissing a dude. And it's like, and Haley's like, oh, he's bi. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, that doesn't matter. Like the cool thing was the was the part of the story. But like Kay writes and draws it. And it's it's really good art. Um, you know, I like I mean, this art. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, it's really fun. It's uh it's just, you know, one one of those things where it's like awesome. It's it's what uh it's what an indie comic should be, and it's what a creator-owned property should do. And it also uh, is, you know, her characters and her telling the story that she wants to tell. So, hell yeah. Yeah, when you told me about this, and I think I said it last week or the week before, I thought this was, like, when you told me just the kind of like that one-sentence blurb about what it was about, I said, that sounds really cool. That yeah. sounds really cool. And just looking through it right now, again, you know, I'm, you know, because it's a visual media, you know, sometimes art doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, I have links to everybody on the, uh, on the yeah. show notes. So. Yeah, this art absolutely resonates with me. I really like, you know, I just like, I just, just, just kind of like tabbing through it. It's something that I would absolutely take a look at. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, I've, I haven't finished reading because, you know, I had a bunch of stuff to do this week, but like I've really liked what I've read so far. I like I like the story. She has a third volume coming out later this year, so hopefully we'll get her on to promote that. Mm-hmm. Um cuz you know, anytime Haley likes something, I try and get them on and promote mm-hmm. it. So But like the other one was a guy named Tony Akery uh from Hydra Publications. He's got um he's these books are about a bounty hunter named uh Victor McCain. Um you know, he's either like hunting demons or being hunted by demons. It's very supernatural. Like mm-hmm. it's right up your alley. Oh, that'd be yeah. Um, Haley, I bought Haley one of the books because she was like, oh, like, and it's like all three collected into one like big like novel. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was really cool. I liked his idea. Um, he was telling me how one of his other books, um, which you know can't get too much into, but has been picked up for like a streaming series and. You know, stuff like that and how he was telling me how like these streamers now are looking for, for people like him and people like Kay and and people like Julian Thomas, which is the next book we're going to talk about, um, 
because they can get these people for like a fraction of a price and get in on the ground floor, get a first look deal and be like, you know, here, we'll give you $250,000 for this first thing. And like, let's see what happens from there. Like if this works, we'll give you more. And like, you know, you create more and it just seems like that that's the way to go. And, and to be honest, like if you put a little like faith in yourself, you do something like Indiegogo, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, you know, the, the Arc Athena book is interesting because those books are printed. Like, the whole, like, thing is just to get distribution. Okay. Through Indiegogo. So, it's, like, awesome. Like, that book is done. And there's that's one of six. So, there's five more coming. Um, But, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. This other one is Blackheart, which is pretty cool. It's, like, a little space odyssey. Um, Got a little autograph there? Yeah. They always all sign everything. But it's uh, – I, I've read through most of this one. I really enjoyed it. Um. I don't want to see. Here's the thing: is I want people to go to our website and click on these people's links and go buy their shit because I don't want to like spoil anything. But like the art, um, the art is by uh, I can't even pronounce that <laughs> anyway. But it, it's really good. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's one of those like Julian was really cool and cared really deeply about his book and it's through Vanguard Publishing and so it's like yeah, I mean this is. You know, this is this is the type of stuff that I like to read. This is the type of stuff I'm looking for. Um, Julian, just so everyone knows, is a is a black dude, and the main character is you know a black dude. But there's lots of different everything in there. And again, it's an all original character that kicks all sorts of ass and is really fun to read. That's what's yeah. Important. I'm I'm going to check this out. Yeah. Like so. Actually, I'm going to check both of these out. Yeah. Well, you'll like this last one too. So this is um. This last one it was Yi. Uh, it's called Yi Soon Shin, uh, Warrior and Defender, and it's by uh, what's his name, uh, Orny Kopman uh, or Copen, and it's a story about like samurai culture and you know uh, samurais and ninjas and and all this. I mean, the art in this book oh, alone man. is amazing. Um, I, I opted for the hardcover mm-hmm. just because it collected um, the whole all four books. Uh, all four comics um, that are in there, but oh, that's cool. He gave you a little bookmark. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "What is that?" So, but yeah, I mean, it is. It's really, really good. And you know, I like this whole feudal Japan stuff and everything. Goes to Tsushima again. I've played seven minutes. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. Look I've been this. I've been playing Squadron like it's uh it's my job now that I can see on the four K TV. Um, <laughs> But no, it, it's a really, it's a really, really good book. It's um, it's from H H K Collectibles is his uh is his publisher and everything, and and yeah, I mean it, it's just that kind of stuff is fun. It's um, it, it's it's worth reading. It's worth checking out. It's worth supporting. And the fact that this is a complete story, four issues, good. Yeah, good to no, go. I'll listen to this. This graphic novel is based on the true story of Admiral Yi Soon Shin, a Korean naval commander who saved his people from Japanese invasion forces during the Imjin War, fifteen ninety two to fifteen ninety eight. Yeah, that's pretty. That's, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, like I, this. This was a great haul. I mean, mm-hmm. like four bucks. And then, like the other thing is, you know, there was a indie cosplayer de- there. Uh, her name's how do you say it? It's Odfell. O D F E L. Odfell. 
Like, and she was really cool. She was really nice. She talked to Haley about, you know, cosplay and, you know, d- designing costumes and things like that. I'm just giving her a shout out because she was really nice. Um, her website is linked in these show notes as well. But this is the beauty of a show, of going to the show and not worrying about celebrities, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, Sam Witwer was there. I got a fist bump from him when I <laughs> just kind of passed him. I was like, hey, you're awesome. And I gave him a fist bump. I'm never going to pay to get somebody's autograph. Um, like Zordon was there. Uh, the, the original red power ranger was there. Uh, John Bowerman was there. I don't think he put his penis on anybody's shoulders, but who knows? Uh, (laughs) Felicia day was there, but I never saw her. Like Mm -hmm. she was never like at her like table. So like I couldn't like be like, Oh, she actually is really pretty. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I mean, but there were a bunch of celebrities there, but people go just for the celebrities. Right. It's like you're missing out. There's so much more to these shows to go and like go and like, you know, I mean, I bought all the art I'm going to buy for a while. Like, so I wasn't looking for prints, but like Haley bought a, um, a Kitty Pride print mm-hmm. and, you know, she was really happy with it. And, you know, it's just like, it was like, it was a good, it was a good show for me in the fact that I could spend a couple hours there each day. I could meet some indie creators. I could find some cool new stuff to read. And now like I have things to look forward to for when, when is the next volume of Blackheart coming out? When is the next volume of For Goodness Sake coming out? You know, it, mm-hmm. it's that's that to me was the, is the whole point of going to something like this. Yeah, and again, I understand that there are a lot of people out there that are are that starstruck type of. It doesn't matter, like whether it be sports. You know, there are a lot of fans that you'll see an athlete. They'll see an athlete, and they're like, "Oh man, I can't, I can't wait to see him or her and have a conversation with them or." get their autograph. I've never been like that. I think these type of conventions, like you said, is a perfect ground for discovering things that you would not have come across. I I like that. The fact that you can see things you're like, wow, where did this come from? I didn't know about this. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, to me, that's the whole reason to do it. And it's what makes it fun, and it what it, it's what makes going to these things in, in supporting, supporting, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's what like a hundred dollars, four bucks, you know, on average. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like no total. I mean, not each one of them was a hundred dollars, but I mean, like as a hundred, that's it's twenty five dollars to go towards, you know, someone to go make more cool stuff. Yeah, and 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 again. You know, we've talked a lot about how we don't like where a lot of, and again, not it's not all comics, but a lot of the mainstream comics, how they're going. There are some comics mainstream that we like, but it's, what are you doing about it? Like, if you don't like how something's going, what are you doing about it? Right. And, you know, again, going back to Eric, he was like, you know, put your money towards creators that make good stuff. Yeah. First of all, that's number just because someone's independent doesn't mean they get your money right you have to you have to have oh, talent and you I, have to- i i pa- i i you know i picked up every book i, re- I like passed by i mm-hmm. did not pick any of them up yeah so i like you know like but like here's the thing it's like eric also says put 51 percent of your money into people you support mm-hmm. like i'm wearing a risky biscuits co shirt right now and that's a guy named tucker Gott. he's a youtuber who does paraboating mm-hmm. i love it it's I want to, I want to do it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's like, well, shit, I bought, I bought two shirts and a sweatshirt from, from his YouTube channel this mm-hmm. week, just because it's like, Hey, I like this guy. I want to support him. Like, you know, here's a hundred bucks and I get three, three shirts. Yeah. 
That's 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 a plus. I get all that cool content that he has out there. So that's like a win win win. So it's it's just that that's that's what I like about this particular show. It's what I don't like about going to like Comic Con or New York Comic Con or you know like Celebration. Celebration was great. I enjoyed Celebration's the best time I've ever had at a convention. But I was also there with like you know three other people I really enjoyed and your predecessor. So and. Uh, he was anyway um but that was a blast because it was just being immersed in star wars Mm -hmm. now knowing what i know now i would have like booed when they introduced (laughs) the rise of skywalker name but because we all thought luke was coming back yeah so anyway but yeah yeah next year you should definitely come so where's it at it's a duke expo uh duke Duke uh, Energy Center. Okay. Like, it's right downtown. It would have taken you, like, five minutes to get there. Oh, you're talking about the... Yeah, Cincinnati Comic Con. Okay. So, yeah. I thought you were talking about Celebration. Oh, no. Celebration's in, like, Anaheim or whatever. Okay. So, okay. it's in California. We can't go there. <laughs> so, we're not We're not welcome. We're, we're, not welcome. we're Ohioans. Yeah. We're not welcome in California. <laughs> we believe in free thought. <laughs> you stay in the Midwest. You stay, you stay in the Midwest. Well, fine, I will. We have yeah. seasons. I'll just laugh when you fall into the ocean. We have seasons, and I'm dealing with the switch of seasons <laughs> like I always do with my allergies right now. Uh, okay, so heels. Let's uh, let's get to the final the final topic of today's show. Heels brought to you by Stars. Um, no, all right. So I figured out what was wrong with last week and this week's shows versus the two that preceded it. Mm-hmm. They were directed by Michael or Peter Siegel and written by Michael Waldron. The two before this were not written by Michael Waldron or directed by Peter Siegel. Um, no, it's uh, this was in what we're assuming is an eight episode series season. This was a filler episode. Yes, and it absolutely did not need to be a filler episode. No, there, there's 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 little things that they could have done here. To make this not filler. But by making Bobby Penn a giant broken-legged cuck. It's like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? You you, you don't know how to write someone who is nice and good and virtuous. So you make it be like, oh, you broke my leg. That's okay. Yeah. Like, what is what is up with that? Yeah. And, and it again. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> and again, this is this is not one of those instances where Ace could have hurt him doing, you know, because again, we both said we thought he was going to hurt him on the suplex off the cage. I would have understood that if he got hurt. Yeah, that's and an been, accident. He'd have been like, you know, what, it's no problem. Nothing Ace did when he broke his leg was an accident. And the fact that they had Ace punk out and say it was an accident further pissed me off you know when it, when it happened because he can't even admit that he purposefully hurt maimed the guy right because he threw a hissy fit because he thought he was coming in on his girl who by the way he treated like shit <gasps> who he said isn't his girl yeah plain and simple so ace is ace is such a weird it's such a weirdly written character and again when you when you look back to uh Sorry, I clicked on the wrong one. I was going back to the writer of the the previous episode. Uh, when you when you look at um, Dario 
Napolitan uh, writing this show versus Michael Waldron. Like, Daria understands these characters. I think mm-hmm. Daria might actually be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, I think Daria actually paid attention to Friday Night Lights. And it took all the good stuff out of Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I, again, they're like thinking back on this episode. And yes, I know we usually do this on Friday. It's been two days, whatever I should. There is nothing of note I can think I can look back up. There, now, there's a couple interesting scenes. Like it looks like Jack and Stacy are continuing that. You know, there that's a powder keg right there. Oh, yeah. Um, Ace did have a good. You know, that good speech, you know, as Godfather of, you know, as being the Godfather of, what is his name? The guy that retired after the first. Oh, Big Jake. Big Jake. Yeah, his his son. So I did like that. And again, we do have Rooster. I So here's the thing, is I liked what Rooster did this week when, when, uh, when Gully gave him the money mm-hmm. and he just threw it back at him. He's like, you can't pay me. Like, that was, like, I liked that. But then when you see the preview at the end of this week's episode for next week, you're like, well, that was all for naught. That was stupid. Yeah. So. And and again, that's – I don't know about this, like how they're – what they're doing with Rooster. I'm. It, it's one of those things that – it could work out. It absolutely could work out. But just like what they've done with Ace, but you know, Ace is more in the forefront because he's one of the main characters. He, he's like – Right, right there. You know, Rooster is more of that supporting role. Yeah, you can get away with stuff with the supporting character that you can't get away with when you have a main character. All right, and I just, and again, you have. They try to draw up sympathy with Ace in the sense of you know he 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 does apologize to Bobby, kind of, kind of, sort of, yeah. But and then they have him watching you know the videos of his dad and you know those past mm-hmm. videos and you know they're try you know they're. Th- this is the thing. Yes, writing dramas is about touching, you know, is about manipulating people's emotions. But there's a way to do it <laughs> where the person doesn't look and say, dude, you're just trying to pull me along. Yeah, just you're just re- manipulating me. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah. The best type of manipulation is when you know the scene isn't manipulating you, but you can't figure out why. Right. It's This one where, where they were doing that with him, it, it seemed false because it, it – after what they did with him breaking Bobby's leg, yeah, it was almost as if after filming that episode, someone said, we need to get some way for people to feel empathy for him. Yeah. And then they do this about, you know, what he was supposed to be, how his father was so proud of him and everything yeah. like that. And I think that's cheap writing. Yeah. And in, in the whole like uh, with with uh, Jack being jealous, you know, like. Oh, but he's cocky, you know. He's arrogant, or whatever he said. Uh, I did like the Mick Foley cameo. I did like I, that. I thought, yeah. I thought Dick Valentine, uh, professional wrestler and podcaster, was really good. Um, I I think what we've seen is that that uh, Jack Spade is a very mentally weak person. I would agree. He couldn't get he couldn't get through the interview even to to promote even though he knew he was going to have to talk about his dad. He knew going in. Mm-hmm. And and he was like I'm prepared, I'm prepared, I'm prepared. They bring it up. He's like I'm out of here. I got to go. And um I also thought it was weird that he was late for everything in this entire episode like it's like okay, you're trying really hard 
Yeah, it's to, one to to add flaws to a flawed character. Yeah, it's one thing if you're be- late to everything and they're trying to make it a joke, like you know, you're Barry Allen, you're the Flash, like like they used to do. But it's yeah, it, that's the point. All the stuff that has gone on, you don't need to add more on top of Jack's flawed character. To and again, yeah. it's again one of the things I talk about as far as in dramas, why I get away from you know, network dramas is because they don't know how to rein things in. Right. They always build drama on top of drama where it doesn't need to be. And that's why we've, how, how often did we talk about soups, Superman and Lois and how, if this was on another station or, or this, this was another writing staff, they would have continued this argument between oh, Lois and Clark. The whole season. Yeah. And, and then it ended up with her hooking up with John. Henry. Yeah. Yes. Or, or they would have this brotherly relationship between, you know, Jonathan and Jordan. They would have butted heads all the time. There would have been no ups and downs. No. None whatsoever. No. So. But they had good writing. And yeah. that's that's the thing I, I, it seems like it's going on here in the sense of. So we've had six, six, six episodes. Yeah. Thus right. far. Like, so while we're recording this episode, seven came out today, which we'll talk about next week. But um, we've had two episodes that were really well written. We've had four episodes. We've had a set, a creative set that did two really good episodes. We've had a creative set that now has done four of the six episodes, which are not as good as the other two. Right. Does yes. that make sense? That's, that's fair. Okay. I, I'm, I'm like, you know, everyone works real hard on the show. So I don't want to like, you know, be like, oh, good. But, um, but yeah, and I, I didn't like the way that Willie, like, put all the blame on crystal for this yeah and like essentially absolves ace of being an asshole yeah yeah it's it's it reminded me it reminds me of or it puts me in mind of and i know this is going long route but a sense of you're in an abusive relationship and you do something to that you know abusive person or say something to them that might be hurtful or spiteful Right, and then that person come back at you and like, why are you making me do this to you? Right, like there was, she didn't put any blame on Ace, none, none. Do you remember Family Guy when um, Stewie like was beating the crap out of Brian the dog? Yeah, and he was like, why are you making me smash this bottle in your <laughs> eyes? Why are you making me rub your face in salt now? That's what this was. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was it was that, and then like just the people who do not understand. A spade based on his actions. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole lot of forgiveness for him being a whole lot of shitty. Yeah. Um, like the girl at the convenience store. Cause her dad called Jack. It was like, I thought we were family friends, bud. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on here? Um, you know, you, you have Ace acting up to other people. Like when he was at the karaoke parts, like mm-hmm. nobody likes him. No. Nobody. Like, why do you guys keep forgiving this? Let him just let him go. Yeah, or keep saying, yeah. "Ace, your 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 uncle's a good guy." Yeah. So. No, he's yeah. not. He's not. No, Jack should be like, "Your your uncle's a piece of crap." Yeah. He plays a character, just like I play a character. Mm-hmm. But he's garbage. Yeah. And you shouldn't look up to him at all. No. But that. But then you know you have the couple moments where Ace does have a genuinely good moment, and it makes those good moments better. Yeah. But then when you follow it up immediately by something ho- more horrible than he's done before, it wipes all of that. Yeah. You know? And and they're the wor- and again, the worst mistake, we said it when it happened, the worst mistake they made was having him 
hurt Bobby in such a way. Yeah. If he was just pissed and careless and, like I said, did something, hit him with the chair too hard or hit him in the wrong spot yeah. or the suplex It should have been an accident. It should have been, been intentional. Ex- yeah. So, that would have been fine. That would have been fine. And then he then he would have been like, look, I'm sorry. Like, this was – and that's the thing. They have to make – they have to make changes to, and they can't do it this season. No. It, it won't. It won't feel. Well, genuine I mean, the season's done. Yeah, I mean, it's the done. season's yeah. in the can anyway. So. What I mean is, like, in the sense of what's what's falling. We don't know how they decided yeah. to right. move it along, but they have to have him start taking responsibility yes. for things. Yes, agreed. Um, the other thing is, I think we need to have a an intervention with Bobby Penn about his love of ranch dressing. <laughs> that was that was funny. Just just putting on put on the corn. And, and the ribs and just just put it all over. Just put it all over. I, and, I like ranch. And his face. Or I'll say when. Yeah. Ace's face is he's pouring that. Like, let, let's let's just talk about Alexander Ludwig as an actor for a second, who we both adore as yeah. an actor. So, like, you know, he's playing his job. Alexander Ludwig is doing an amazing job of being unlikable. Yeah. Because like I don't I don't find him unlikable as like in interviews and in other roles. But when he's porn and he does that eyebrow thing, <laughs> like, are you sure? And he's still like moving the bottle around. He's like But then Crystal comes up and takes the play from him and she's like, Why do you have so much ranch on your plate? <laughs> Bobby's like, I like ranch. Clearly. <laughs> so would you like some food with your ranch dressing, Bobby Penn? That was a great little moment of, of comedy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then like Rooster, like again, at the end of the episode where he, he, you know, Jack is clearly on his way somewhere Mm -hmm. and he stops him. It's like, you know what you need to do is you need to say, Jack, let's schedule this time for this and let's talk. Yeah. I have some ideas about my character. You just keep bringing problems to him. You don't bring solutions to him. And let's be honest, like we don't know anything about Rooster other than this one note that he's a whiny bitch. Yeah. So how can we root for him? Again, the show is called Heels, and they have unfortunately taken that to heart. <laughs> because the heels are only as good as the baby faces and vice versa. Right. And there's not a like, like there's not a true baby face in this show right now. I mean, like, we like Stacy. We root for Stacy because she seems like a good person. And she's just trying desperately to to make her family better. She's a good mm-hmm. mom. We we were rooting for Crystal. I mean, I'm still kind of rooting for Crystal, but like Crystal, kind of like this past like this past week, she was like just kind of a jerk to everybody. Yeah, and it's like I get it. Like like, but they didn't show her. They didn't let Crystal process her emotions. Yeah, they they just kind of like, well, you're you're done until Bobby's healed. It's like. Well, that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like you know, and I did, I did like us Let her getting wrestle a, Trisha. Yeah, <laughs> I did like us getting a little bit more about Apocalypse. Yeah, and that was great. That like, and you know, with the AA and just God damn it, James Harrison, <laughs> bastard. I re- I did really like that part. Yeah, I did. I was really good. Yeah. Um, I did like how the dome was used for everything but wrestling this yeah. week too. That was kind. Of, <laughs> that was kind of funny. But at the end of the day, the story did not move forward at all about moving towards this triple threat ladder match at the Georgia, Georgia State, State Fair. Fair. Yeah. So if they even get to it because they're upset about the fact that Jack's not selling tickets. Yeah. So and again, Jack Jack is so far up his own butt that he can't even be like work with someone who he, he doesn't like. 
Yeah. For the betterment of for the betterment of everyone the, else. The, the Duffet Wrestling League. Yeah. So. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, out of five bowls of uh, ranch dressing. I was gonna say you have to put ranch. Yeah, dressing. you gotta put ranch yeah. dressing. I give it a two two point five. It was. Def- a definitive downgrade for the last from the last couple weeks. Yeah, uh, it didn't go anywhere. Like I said, yeah, we talked about stuff, but there's nothing that really stood out for me. I and had to really think to remember what happened. I did too. Episode. Yeah, it's only been a week. Yeah, when I was putting notes on so, my phone, I'm thinking like, okay, what happened here? So it's just because it wasn't interesting enough. It didn't move the characters forward. If anything, in, yeah. in instances, it it regressed them, especially a character like Ace, who really. They really need to move forward with something, right? Toward right. I, I don't know what. Again, that could happen, but a, a certain something the French call, and I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> so so no, two, right. two point five out yeah. of five. Uh, I'm gonna go just a little lower with just a solid two. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with everything you said. I just think that the way we had progressed in the previous two episodes, this was like a Paula Abdul song. You know, I take two steps forward. And, or take a step forward and two steps back. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened here. Um, so, yeah, I like the Mick Foley thing. Um, I liked I liked the the whole, like, everybody else in the town kind of coming together and, like, Jack just kind of being an outsider. I, th- I Like, that's a string that if I were a creative person in that room that I'd be like, hey, let's pull this string. Let's, let's show how Jack is actually, like, insulated himself from everyone in this town including his wife Mm -hmm. and what can we do to break those barriers down because jack is a heel because jack wants to be a heel because it's easier for him to be disliked than it is for him to take criticism Mm -hmm. yeah anyway cool all right anything else nothing all right. Uh, before we go, uh, we will be at Fretboard on November eighth at seven p.m. And uh, we I just got approval from Toys for Tots, so we're going to be a toy drive uh, while we talk about toys in that episode. So keep a lookout for uh, for more information on that on the website, and go follow us on Facebook and follow Fretboard on Facebook. Because they set up an event. I'm not going to set up a separate event this time. I'm just going to share it out. So, yeah, hopefully we will see you then. All right. All right. Peace out. Bye. PFS Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. The show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.